Welcome back to Terror Takeover, your one-stop shop for all things creepy, disgusting, and horrifying. I'm your host, Crow, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Zoe and Shar. Hello, everyone. Hi. Yay! I'm excited to do this episode, guys. I, I don't know why, but I didn't realize how much this like meant to me until we started like um, looking into it. Well, anyway, let's talk about our week a little bit. How was y'all's week? What'd y'all do this week? I had a pretty good week. It was pretty busy. Um, just lots of little adulting stuff for the most part. Right. To work and like I've been getting into my little workout grind and I've been loving it. I'm doing like that. these Peloton classes. So, oh my God. Nice. Wait, do you do it like in a um, gym? Uh, no, I do it at home. I don't do the bike stuff yet because I'm like, girl, I really cannot do it with my oh. size bike at all. But they have other classes too, like strength classes and yoga and stuff. Oh, I thought Peloton so was nice. like, was like the bike, like the stationary bike thing. Maybe I'm. Yeah, that's like where they started, but they grew into like an app with all this other stuff that you can oh. do. So. Wow, because I was about to say, damn, that's like some hot from what I hear. That is so crazy hard. The like, like the workout bike stuff. It's not hard, but it's just you're. It's you're gonna be super sweaty and exhausted after you do it, and it's just like intense. It's all legs, all core. (laughs) I bet. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, but I've been feeling really good and like upbeat, and like I'm really out here just killing it. So well, that's good. Yeah, nice. definitely like changing the way you like kind of being a little bit more serious about your fitness and shit always makes you feel like all around better. I will say like probably mm-hmm. more so emotionally even than physically. Like it has such a huge impact yeah. on your mental health and that's exactly why I need to actually start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, also I went to the doctor and that was like not good, but <laughs> Oh god. Sure. No. You Is this confidential? Uh no, no. I'm making it sound so worse. It's like I went to the dentist and they were like, "Oh yeah, you got a bunch of cavities." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm so scared. Cool. I'm so scared literally cuz I know I have them. I told you this. I know I have oh, them man. because my teeth hurt sometimes and I'm like, "Oh god." That's those cracks. Please. So. Uh, ugh, I just have to do it, but fuck. My week personally has been really really great I've been eating a lot healthier like I've been telling crow about it and it's just so crazy and I haven't had caffeine in like a week oh oh wow it's so crazy like how good I feel yeah like I just feel very nourished and I just feel good and I don't really need caffeine for energy because I'm just like treating my body so so well right nice kudos to Shar because I have not even thought about hitting up the gym yet Uh, we need to we can do it together (laughs) if you want come to my apartment and we'll like make some shake did you like decide to replace caffeine with something else? Is there like a more healthy uh-huh. alternative or not really? I've honestly been supplementing it for just like protein shakes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Protein nice. shakes are so good. I mean, honestly, just having calories in your body gives you like energy. It's so underrated, but like yeah, that's crazy. Eating food, like life hack, eating food converts <laughs> calories into energy for your body. Crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And like, I'm happy that you guys have been making like positive changes in your lives. And I, I can tell that you just seem like, happier and more resilient overall and I think that that's great my week has been okay it's been um I don't know I kind of just had a lazy week but it's been nice because I've been being a little bit more social and that was always something that I had a little bit of trouble with was like reaching out and talking to people and stuff and I feel that I've been a little bit better about that lately but also I started reading this book that I actually got at Starbucks, <laughs> but it was like the Starbucks. Well, it's not officially Starbucks, but it was like the Barnes and Noble cafe that proudly serves Starbucks. <laughs> and they had a book that was like, if you buy a drink, you get the book for like five bucks and it was normally 17. Oh, wow. So of course I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to get it. And it was called the Saturday night ghost club. And it's really, really good. It's so cute. It's about this guy and he is talking like he grew up as a kid in the 80s of course it's fictional but he's talking about the experiences that he had as a child in the 80s and like him and his friends had this little ghost club where they would visit haunted places and like have seances and talk to ghosts and stuff like that and it's really cute it's like right up my alley and I definitely highly recommend it to people who are like into stranger things it really has big stranger things vibes as far as the characters as far as the subject material it's a really good book and really easy to read and also not super long too so if you have trouble committing to a long book like this might be perfect for you cool and I got it for five bucks so I'm not mad at it oh nice whenever you mentioned that book does seem like a wild ride um I do have like 
lots of problems <laughs> committing to reading books. So I when somebody you. tells me it's a really good book, but it's very short and it's like, that's kind of like up my alley. And yeah. I actually started rewatching Stranger Things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's so good. Yeah, it is really, really good. Whenever I finish this book, like you can totally borrow it. I think that you'll like it too, because it's got like everything you like. I mean, it's got like the 80s stuff. It's got ghosts nice. and whatnot. It's not like super long. And the language is like, this is what I like in a book. I like when the language is a little challenging, like they don't just use elementary vocabulary, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it is easy to understand. It's not one of those books where you have to keep rereading like a paragraph over and over to understand what it's trying to say. Like it's an easy read, but it still feels grown up if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. This week, I am so, so excited to announce that we are going to be talking about found footage horror films. So exciting. Yay. I'm excited. And I didn't realize how excited I was actually until I started rewatching those movies this week. And I was like, these are some of like my favorite movies. Like these are some of the movies that I enjoyed the most as like a teenager and even as an adult. Although I will say it seems like maybe found footage movies aren't as popular as they were like in the earlier 2000s. Basically, if you don't know what a found footage movie is, according to foundfootagecritic.com, found footage films are feature-length movies, shorts, or web series designed to have the look and feel of actual filmed events that were lost and subsequently discovered and made available to the viewer. So there are lots of, uh, lots of movies that fit this genre, and like I said, it was more so in the earlier 2000s, kind of like whenever we were in junior high and high school. For whatever reason, this genre just totally exploded and um, what a time to be alive might I add so some popular styles of found footage films include and this is all from foundfootagecritic.com as well the first person perspective which is the found footage film is actually filmed by the main character there is the mockumentary style uh, aka pseudo documentary style which is in the form of interviews and investigative reporting basically so that'd be something like Blair Witch Project News footage style, so that would be like seen as footage from a professional news crew, basically. And then surveillance footage style, in which the footage comes from a stationary security type of camera, which passively films the event. And oftentimes in the su surveillance footage style, found footage, it's usually more than one. And I actually think that's like a really cool aspect of the found footage is the surveillance footage styles. Yeah. But, and this is something that I'd like to discuss with you guys, there are many benefits and challenges <clears throat> excuse me, associated with the found footage style. Um, so challenges, obviously, that would be, how was the footage recovered? So that's something that me and Shara mentioned a little bit, is like, it seems like in a lot of these films, even some like pretty massive destruction has occurred, and so how is the footage even still intact at all? So if you think about movies like Cloverfield, for example, yeah. Oh, I just finished that one. It's kind of like, you know, stuff is just kind of going to shit. So why, how was this video camera, you know, recovered? So that's one thing. Another thing that I think about is like, why would the cameraman continue filming? And this is something that I always yeah. think about. Like, right. <laughs> Do you ever watch like one of these movies? And this is also like in Cloverfield. Sometimes it's like, just put the camera down and just fucking run, dude. Like, right. at this point, and cameras, like, especially if it's, like, a nice camcorder, like, those bitches are heavy. So you're, like, trying to run around with, like, essentially this, like, human baby-weighted uh, thing in your arms when it would just be so much easier to just have both arms, like, available, especially if you're, like, running for your life or trying to get away from something or navigate through, you know, danger and shit like that yeah i think those are like the the biggest limitations of found footage movies is but is trying Absolutely. to make the story make sense especially when it comes to like why are you have the camera why are you still filming and how did anybody find this if you can answer that right. that's good but if not then make it make sense right. it's just weird <laughs> although i will say if something like crazy was popping off now today i would definitely have my camera on the entire time <laughs> shit <laughs> i know i know i hate it because the um that scene i didn't even see it yet but that scene in the new texas chainsaw where they all like pull out their phones and start recording him i'm like yes. shit i just watched that one not too long ago yeah what'd you think of it i heard mixed things about it um <laughs> um so it, it's very modernized obviously right, right. um i mean you know with everyone pulling their phones out and um i think i'm still trying and I, we've talked about this with previous like episodes i think i'm still trying to get up to date with the times and i'm trying to become acclimated to technology is 
you know, 2023. Right. She and a country girl. <laughs> I just, I'm a country girl. But I feel like if I can add, like, found footage movies are definitely, like, they're a very wild ride. I mean, there's, like, yeah. really something captivating about these films. I mean, maybe it's, like, the the raw and realistic feeling Absolutely. or perhaps it's like the sense of like voyeurism like right. we're watching sh- something we should not be watching yeah like exactly. just blurring lines between reality and fiction you know absolutely and i feel like when it comes to the horror genre it kind of creates like an immersive feeling from like traditional horror movies and i feel like in my opinion they struggle to match uh found footage movies but that's just my opinion yeah i agree for sure um i think that it's just funny because it's like always with the like why are they like filming this thing it's always like that awkward dialogue of like people have to know what happened to us tonight like that's always a line in found footage movies they're always like oh people have to know they have to see and it's like who why why do they first of all why? okay yes it's it's like we're peeking into someone else's nightmare right right yeah. it's so crazy but I mean, it's also like it's also what's funny about it is it's like it's kind of like these characters are already accepting like oh we're definitely gonna die but at least we have to get this video it's like no i yeah. mean the the, get last, the good angles. right the last thing on your mind would be like oh let me just like make a legacy for myself it would be like we oh, have to survive man. at all fucking costs so put this mm-hmm. camera down right now you know so i so think that crazy. makes it a little bit weird yeah um but then something else that i noticed about it too is like there's really awkward like exposition. So there's usually these random like backstory dumps, like characters will just like give their life story on camera just randomly, just so that way it's like, oh, okay, well we have to know a little bit about this character, but it's a found footage right. film. So right. how do we do that? And they're just like, yeah, when mom left and did this happen and whatever. It's like always <laughs> so fucking. Mom left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like just some random backstory dump and it's like, that. Eh, okay. Yeah. Well, or like sure. clips like, um, yes, and yes. they have like the random clips from way back before. Cause Absolutely, um, the main yes. character had recorded over the main tape. It's like, yeah, this is cool. And I guess now we know why Beth is such a big deal, but also like, who does this? Like, yeah. who does this? Well, but. and somebody, um, on one of those websites, I think it might've been found footage critic as well, but they mentioned like, this is not how, like, I mean, not everything has to be 100% realistic, but if you were recording over another tape, that is not how that would work. <laughs> like, it wouldn't just go back and forth between the two. Right. It would just record, I think it would, like, record over, and then whatever didn't get recorded over would just continue as normal. So it might be, like, the last the last 10 minutes of the clip might still be there or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. If that makes any sense. It's hard no, to describe. No, it does. But... It makes a lot more sense than, like, the Swiss cheese mix-up. Or not out. Swiss cheese, but just, yeah. like, a mix. I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then another like challenge uh, that usually people notice about them is um, unresolved endings. So it's usually like this is something that uh, okay, I've honestly learned to like kind of appreciate it a little bit because it's got its charm, even though it's slightly cringy. But it's always like a dramatic jump scare, and then it just like goes into like either a cool edgy music or straight just like silence and of course right. it's like the credits immediately after but um i don't even think this is a spoiler because this was literally in the trailers for this movie but if you think of like quarantine like her just being dragged off she's like looking at the camera and she just gets dragged off it's like okay and then you know you think of paranormal activity where katie just like right. rushes the camera it's like it's always got to be a dramatic jump scare at the end and yes. that's like the only way to end it you know yeah i agree i mean i guess that's some yeah it's kind of like cheap to have that well, I guess that kind of like speaks to found footage overall. A lot of the movies, especially the bad ones, are just a lot of jump scares and like sound scares and oh my god, what is that? And someone right. screaming. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just yeah. it's such a small niche, very tiny space that like there's only so much they can do. But yeah, they all tend to kind of end one of two ways for the most part. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but then of course, you know, as with any challenges, there's going to be benefits as well. And actually these are a lot of things I never uh, considered. There are huge benefits to making found footage films, especially if you're like a production company, um, because a, there is potential for a very, very low budget overhead as far as like being able to make these, uh, make these films because you don't need a really necessarily well done, um, like setting. It doesn't have to be totally perfect. A, B, um, it doesn't have to be high quality as far as just like the um, camera quality because uh, most of the time lo-fi is even preferred because it looks a little bit more realistic. It looks a little bit more home video. 
Um, mm-hmm. You don't really necessarily need high profile actors and actresses. And in fact, in most found footage films, it's just kind of like these indie actors and actresses that you've never seen before. And yeah. I would even go so far as to say that I think that's really beneficial because it's kind of like, oh, here's a stranger. You know, it's not an actress that we've already associated with a different movie. And it kind of gives it a little bit more of a sense of familiarity by being strangers, if that makes any sense. Um, also you can usually make them with a pretty small cast. Like you don't need a huge group of people. If you think about paranormal activity, the first movie was like, for the most part, it was just Micah and Katie. They had the priest guy. And then, um, I'm trying to think they did have at some points, but I have trouble remembering what was in the first movie and what was in the second, but they did have the sister and the brother-in-law at some point. But I think for the most part, the first movie was just three people like the entire movie. And it was extremely successful. Um, paranormal activity actually, believe it or not, this is kind of crazy and it blew my mind, had a budget of $15,000. We could literally do that. Like we could put together $15,000 right now between the three of us. That's crazy. And Blair Witch Project had a budget of 60K. Yep. Yes. And they had no script. None. Oh, really? Yeah, they improved all of Blair Witch, which is another reason why it was so good. And I think they said that that. um, the like staff were actually like fucking with the people that were in that were actually camping in the woods because they really did camp out there. Very cool. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. I'm happy you guys told me that. That's probably why it did so well. It was all very realistic and authentic, you know? It was so realistic. And we can talk about that a little bit more when we get close to it, because I know you just watched that one as well. Um Another benefit, of course, of found footage, just something I wanted to mention before we like move on too much, is that they're just so successful. It's like, for whatever reason, they are so wildly successful. And it's probably because um, it's got that, like we said, like you said earlier, Zoe, it's a little bit more of a realistic feeling. And it gives the viewer the right. ability to actually experience the movie from their own point of view. So it's like, this is what the movie would be like if I was actually in it. And I think that's really unique. And I think that's what gives it so much character and charm. The other thing, just something to mention about found footage is for whatever reason, it usually involves either A, someone being possessed or B, a creature like some sort of creature feature or a monster or something like that yeah but once in a while like you pronounced it Shar. i don't know how to pronounce it really what is it pa- 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 oh the poughkeepsie yeah is that how the you Poughkeepsie say it? tapes oh. yeah, I, I mean so- i don't know but i think so Right. So as in that movie, that one had some true crime elements, just for example. Um, so yeah. we're not always possession. Like the creature, visit but, was kind of um, weird. What is it? The visit? Well, oh, right, man. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one was intense. Yeah. There's only so many like stories you can tell with found footage, unfortunately. True. Like it pretty much always has to be like a possession or some kind of catastrophe or like, you know, a haunted house. Right. But you can, right. you can put a little twist on it if you want to. Well, I mean, it does have to be like the kind of story that is just so unreal and so hard to believe that you would just have to catch it all on tape. Exactly. There's no reason why you right. would put it down, you know, the camera down. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of our favorite found footage films. I'm excited. Yes. yes. So uh, this one is one of Zoe's favorites, Cannibal Holocaust, 1980. This is technically the first found footage horror film. Um, and basically Hannibal, Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980 is, um, basically lost film from a documentary crew that was found in the Amazon rainforest. And, uh, this is a movie that I refuse to do. I know it's a classic. I refuse because of the ample, um, animal violence, real animal violence. I just can't do it, but I acknowledge it for what it is and respect that it is, um, very well respected. The next one, and this is kind of like what everybody considers to be the OG found footage, is Blair Witch Project from 1999. Mm. We love this movie, and it's not the first horror film to do found footage, but it is um, probably the um, earliest, most popular one. Yeah, it was the breakout uh, Or the most popular sure. early one. Right, exactly. That's oh, a good yes. way to describe it. Um, it's also the highest grossing found footage film of all time, not just horror, but wow. of all time. Um, profited over $248 million. And think oh. of the budget that they had, 60K. Like, crazy. That's, like, oh, absolutely rich. insane. That's literally, like, a filmmaker's dream. But the Blair Witch Project... Um, 
this one's a total classic, but for whatever reason, I've noticed a lot of people haven't seen this one. It follows three film students who investigate an area said to be haunted by a notorious murderer. I like this one um, because I would say that this is, um, in my opinion, and you can let me know what you think, Shar, because I know that this is one of your favorite genres, but I would say this is definitely folk horror, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, them being outside, kind of finding, and I forgot what the actual term for it is because it's not just a rock pile, but those rock piles in the woods and like the yeah, stories yeah, of the yeah, witches, yeah, all of that. Very right. Oh, Cairns. Cairns? Cairns, yep. Yeah, yeah, rock Karen's spooky, or and then everyone they talk yes. to is like, "Oh yeah, you know the witch in the woods." Yeah, it very much goes like, a, and I just consider really anything that has to do with like woods, outdoors, strange symbols to be kind of folk story, but for sure. And there's a lot of like cultural, like local folklore kind of stuff involved. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, gotta be right. I love this movie. I think that this is such a masterpiece, a work of art. Honestly, I really, really love this movie and I cannot say enough good things about it. One of my favorite things about this movie is the more you watch it, the more details you pick up from each time you watch it. Um, And actually um, you might feel inclined when you're watching it. There are certain parts where they're interviewing like the townsfolk and you Mm -hmm. might be inclined to just kind of zone out on those parts because they really do just kind of ramble. But the crazy thing is, is if you really tune into what the people are saying, it all ties in throughout the movie. It is just so well done. It's got all of those really great little tiny details that add up together to just create a masterpiece in my opinion. I know you've seen this one too, Zoe. What do you think? Me personally, I feel like this uh, found footage film, in my opinion, I have to add like the marketing campaign. I mean, it just, it had us all confused, I'm sure, especially myself. I mean, with the fake posters, police reports, I mean, it really made me believe that we were about to like, you know, witness something That's real. That's true. And I, I forgot like about just, all that. It sparked such a frenzy. I mean, it didn't they play it at the Sundance Music Festival? That's kind of where it... Maybe so. Um, That's cool. They played it at like a Florida film festival that they had. But they also, mm-hmm. they did like a ton of marketing for this movie, which is another reason right. why I, it blew oh, up a man. lot. But like I really good guerrilla the... style marketing. Yes, yes. It was that hyper-realistic cool. kind of stuff. I totally forgot that that was yes. a thing. Yeah, they had that like the website. So cool. They went above and beyond. I mean, it was just a fantastic movie. I mean, if anyone else has not seen it, highly recommend. This is a classic you should not pass up for sure. No, honestly, like it's just so real and intense. And we have to like also keep in mind that what Char said earlier is that a lot of the cast didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Like, right. that's crazy. I guess that's just where method acting comes into play. I mean, they also like starved them a little bit because they feel like it would heighten the intensity which i'm probably sure it did (laughs) feelings were high if i'm hungry we're not having a good day hell no Uh, oh at all and personally my favorite part was a lot of those interviews that they did with people in the burkittsville town and apparently that was all real like some people were actors some of them were actual locals wait what do you mean when they did when they filmed those scenes right is there like an actual Mm -hmm. uh, this is so embarrassing is it based on like an actual murderer that was there no, I don't. I don't no, I don't think that part is just a made up story. But everything, Burkittsville is a real town that they did do some of their filming in, which is very. Oh, cool. so like the stuff that didn't have to do with the murder you're talking about was like real interviews. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Well, some of them were just like people that lived there in the town. Right, some of right. them were like actors. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I see what you're saying. That's cool. Very Something cool. that I learned about it today. I watched like a few clips. The director actually. He dedicated this movie to his sister because she went to Blair High School. And I think that's kind of where he got the idea. Me personally, I'm like, oh, I mean, this is a great film, but, you know, paying this in respects of your sister. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I don't know how I feel. I'd be either like super flattered or like, what the fuck? Do you hate me? (laughs) Yeah. I want to go back a little bit to that like marketing. I think that that is, um, it's crazy if you think of, if you think about it now, there are many horror films that have followed suit in a way. And um, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to think about it all coming back to the Blair Witch Project. But what was the movie? Do y'all remember? There was a movie and the way they advertised it was they went on like chat roulette or what was it like Omegle? Mm-hmm. And they had like the girl on the camera and then she would just like freak out. What movie was that? Do you remember that? 
But the girl would go on chat roulette and she would like make this crazy ass face like she'd be possessed or something. And then the movie like mm. it would just like some shit for the movie, some promo for the movie would pop up and it would freak people out so bad because they weren't expecting it at all. Oh, was it like the last exorcism or was it? Mm. Um, let me see. Yeah. I'm going to find it out. I don't yeah, even know if it was all trying to find it. Right. right let me see. Hey listeners, now it's time for a trivia question, and we have to add it is a spoiler. In the Blair Witch Project, Heather screams after finding what wrapped up in a piece of Josh's shirt? A. Three of his fingers, B. His teeth and tongue, or C. His eyeballs. Stay tuned to hear the answer. Dude, I'm like really, really digging and they have, I totally forgot, they have a website that was like created to like trick people into thinking this was an actual missing persons on the Blair Witch. They have a website. Oh yes. my gosh. A website. That is they so were committed. Cool. So, so good. Yeah, cool. there were like it. no websites out back then either. Like movies were not really, like, I think the internet was just like blowing up when this movie came out. So it was a God, huge deal incredible. to have a website and then have all the, like, the interviews and the people being like missing students. Also, they you use their what? real names. I didn't know that. Yes, that's cool. so cool and actually kind of like scary, but super yes. cool. Yeah, I think Heather Donahue said she couldn't like find any work after doing this movie. So that kind of sucks. Oh. oh, yes. I read about that. Wow. So now she grows pot. Oh, my God. Good for what her. What <laughs> icon. Yes, that's icon. amazing. Yeah. Um, I... I imagine that probably like a good five k, five to ten k went into like the uh, actual equipment and stuff like that. Maybe paying people for interviews, and probably the mm -hmm. other fifty k just went straight into promo and money well cool. spent. Because what an incredible movie! Money well spent. Yes, hell yeah, I love Blair Witch Project. Oh, and I promised Thorn. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I promised Thorn I would mention this. The fucking Blair thumb when we were kids. I don't even, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he made me say it. When we were kids, before I even saw the Blair Witch Project, we had this movie. Uh -huh. It was a DVD that DVD that we found in like a bargain bin called the Blair Thumb. And it was literally the Blair Witch Project, but it was but like all, a parody? all, yes, it was all the actors were thumbs. Like it was what? literally just like, <laughs> you know what? I, it's so, look, somebody's got to find it. They had down. too much time. Dream. They had too much time on their It was hands. fucking insane. And if you look at the back of the DVD case, they had like remade a bunch no. of other movies. Oh. Like I'm going to have to find it. Wait, I got to. Or gotta... something else. Oh my god! So oh my stupid. Like, tell us about your favorite found footage film. Hell yeah! My favorite. Um. Uh huh. Um. I would probably. Say, I mean, I also like just watched it again, but I would probably say Cloverfield. I would say the Blair Witch Project is probably the most well done found footage because it really checks off all the boxes you'd be concerned about, except maybe I don't get motion sickness, so I don't mind a shaky camera. But I know a lot of people that don't mm. like found footage. That's like the big thing they don't like. It's people got it's so shaky. sick during Cloverfield because of the. Um, I can imagine motion, that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, to me, I'm just like it just seems fun. But I like Cloverfield because I just remember thinking like, oh, this is like a cute little fun story this little couple's hanging out at a party and then everything just starts going to Aww. shit and it just never gets better and right. the cast just gets oh, picked off one by one and it's all good it's just and also take place in new york which i love i thought it was really cool yeah. to kind of see the city in the dark see what they would do during this big disaster yeah um, or at least imagine you know like yeah yeah oh i think that's pretty sick and i guess I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it my favorite, but one that kind of like was a big deal for me was Quarantine. That was a movie I was super terrified of. Such a good You mentioned it, it earlier in the podcast, how you were, when, were your, when it like came out and you were younger, you were so scared to watch yes, it. Yes, yes. I was absolutely terrified. Couldn't even get through seeing all the like zombified people, but I watched it again recently and Quarantine too. And I would say like, it, it's a fun experience to like go through the movie and like, that whole like first person perspective and everything happening and being kind of a yeah. rush. But once you get past all that adrenaline stuff, the actual like dialogue and the camera work is very much like, uh, oh, just not good. <laughs> Especially quarantine too. They could have just kept all of that. That was not good Shit. at all. But it was still fun to watch. You know, yeah. movie doesn't have to be 
like good to be watchable. That's watchable, that is one hundred percent where true. I'm at on it right now. Is like I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna allow myself to enjoy a shitty movie. Yes, yeah, I'll find something sure. to like. You know, right. dude, I love are. watching like the corny movie. I don't know. It just hits like a soft spot in my like. Absolutely. It's like a comforting thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's like a little Definitely. joke while you're watching something super scary. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it for sure. We have to talk about Paranormal Activity. I was just thinking that. I was just um, thinking that. <laughs> me and Char just rewatched this like we tore um, through those movies. a few months ago. We watched like all of them except for the ones that were like really, really like um, fringe. Like we didn't really get into the mm-hmm. uh, the lesser like known the ones, but we watched yeah. we watched the regular timeline like what was it one through like, like the main four, four I think. or something yeah, yes four. Yeah, yeah yeah oh wow y'all watch one through four like back to back we did and yeah. <laughs> i actually really enjoyed it this time um yes, yes. they're really good they are good the first time i watched it okay this is so funny but when when it came out i think i was like wait 2007 oh my god please don't make me math right now oh it was 12 when it came out and I was like, whatever, like when I was at that age, I was always like the brave friend or whatever, but truly I was just really scared. I was just the one that didn't show it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I went with one of my friends to go watch it and it was kind of like dumb or I convinced myself it was dumb while we were watching it. And then on the way home in her mom's car, I was literally shaking and I could not look out the window or I would freak out. (laughs) So we literally, yeah, I was traumatized when I watched it. It's definitely like... I was thinking about rewatching it, but I was like, man, it's such a like supernatural roller coaster. Like yeah. I, I cannot remember how many times I jumped as a child during this yes. movie. I mean, yes. me and my sisters, like we just sat down on the couch and we watched it and they had like the big old speakers. Oh my gosh. And at the end of it all, like we just ended up sleeping in like my older sister's bed together Aww. and we were just terrified dude that is just so sweet it's like such a nostalgic feeling like just being with your Uh friends and like just like (laughs) cowering in their one room (laughs) i love it yeah and then it would be like one person would always try to go off by themselves and then you just end up all back together by the end of the night but yeah i i love those movies i think they're so like nostalgic in a good way um that movie is basically about micah and katie a couple who are terrorized by a demon which wants to take control Mm. of katie's body and the footage from the cameras um it's like it's kind of a mix between the surveillance and the first person because uh micah like the um filler material in between like the demon attacks basically is micah Mm -hmm. filming and then the actual like attacks and stuff like that is taken from surveillance footage basically and so i think that it's a really interesting combination and it keeps it pretty interesting i love those movies and i like how all the movies like one through four actually they all tie in together pretty well in my opinion yeah it's like not a movie that makes sense you know there's a reason why they're filming there's a reason why it's this family and they kind of keep the story really well going really well going the story it just makes sense like you said as it goes through each movie my favorite one i think Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that. I feel like, for example, with Quarantine, the second movie was just like a very, very, very loose spinoff from the first one. Didn't really make sense. And I haven't watched the rest of the Cloverfield series yet, but I'm curious about right. how. Oh, wait, is there more? So apparently 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox are all part of the same world as the first first Cloverfield movie. So it's like a uh, whole I knew universe. it was the same uh, director, but I didn't know if it was. Yeah, I didn't know. Apparently they are all huh. con- interconnected. Oh, yeah. That's random. Yeah. Whenever um, the director probably watched Funny Games and then was like, all right, we have to make 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's basically, (laughs) well, anyway. Anyway, so, yeah. I mean, my favorite one was actually the second one. I'd have to say the second Paranormal Activity. Mm -hmm. I feel like that one was like, yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just like... It kind of just really tied the first movie together like really well. It picked up any like loose ends. I thought that the Mm -hmm. like hauntings or whatever were like a little bit cooler like they were a little bit more dynamic there was a little bit more stuff affected whereas like in the first one it was a lot of just like boom and and like you know shit like that (laughs) it wasn't a lot of stuff happening it was more so just like a bunch of like loud noises but I did really like it actually this kind of surprised me but the third one I'm pretty sure it's the third one where they're like kids in the 80s right yes 
So that one actually, believe it or not, was like the highest grossing out of all the Paranormal Activity films. Really? Yeah, and I thought that was the worst one. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, I didn't like that one. Like, that was the most boring to me. I thought so too. But I think the hype at that point had just been so built up that that's why there were so many people there. That's true. It had become like an entire universe with like multiple endings and sequels and spinoffs. So... (laughs) Yeah, so I can many see spin-offs. people it getting really, really hyped up at that point. But I liked just the I first one. Say, so mm-hmm. I have to say, I really do like the fourth one. The fourth one is good, in my opinion. The fourth one is very, very good. Like it's like I said, going back to uh, modernized things. Like it's very modern, but they're being very subtle about it. Right, I agree. That's it's not where like I'm at on it. In too. your face, absolutely. It's like a little bit more of like contemporary technologies involved, but yeah, it's not in a way Skype that's like, yeah, 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 exactly. But it's not in a way that's like, haha, we're like cool. Look at this, <laughs> this is like new technology or whatever. It wasn't like awkward or cringe. I will say it was Wait, a little cr- bit predictable. I don't want to like say too much, but I like saw the ending coming from a mile away. But I will say that oh. I still enjoyed it. What was that movie we watched, Crow? Where oh my god, all the friends Unfriended. were online. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I thought about watching that for this one, oh, but I couldn't geez. do it, girl. I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, I can't. you know what? I'm about to spoil this movie up and down. I don't give a I'm shit. I'm never gonna watch we need it. To talk, we need to fucking talk about Unfriended from 2014. Basically, okay, so basically what's happening in the movie is like, the, I will say, it's very unique, the perspective. It was like one of the first movies to do it to where the entire movie was filmed from like it, it was basically just showing the girl's desktop. Like, it didn't show anything else other than, like, everybody's webcams. I thought that was cool, actually. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of a shtick, but it is cool. So, basically, what happened is there was one fucking girl that was, like, kind of part of the friend group, but they were, like, frenemies, that got so drunk mm-hmm. and shit herself at a party. She shit her, <laughs> she shit her fucking fans. Stop! And they got a video of her poopy draws, and they uploaded it on YouTube, and she came back and killed wow. them all because of it. I was yeah. like, who the fuck? <laughs> there, were so, there were so many ways they could have gone about that. Like, they could have at least shown her pissing herself, or at least just shown her, like, she ended up, like, naked or something. But she right. shit herself. That she is had crazy. a fucking violent shit on her upon herself. Dude, I oh was shook. When me, when me and Zoe saw it, we were like fucking disgusting. Dead, anyway, I mean, it wasn't a great movie. It was entertaining for sure. I mean, I'm not gonna say it not to watch it. It was entertaining, but it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my god, absolutely yeah. insane. And yeah. I think that kind of like kicked off a bunch of like found footage movies based around social media and like being on the internet. Uh-huh. Basically the right. the new generation of found footage, which is wild to me. Yeah. But they're just unfortunately just not I don't think we have we've had a good found footage movie in a couple of years now, but Yeah, no. in a while, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of, well, I think it just honestly I think the whole thing is that it just kind of went out of style. Yeah. And I just don't want to sound like a hater on this pod. No. <laughs> um, I'm not, definitely not hating at all. And I, I do like the genre. I think it's fun. When it's well done, it's really, really good. It's just so easy mm-hmm. to not do it good. <laughs> like Very you said, easy to fuck you know, absolutely. we could get like a bunch of money together and like put out a found footage movie that may or may not actually be good. Hopefully it'd be good because it's That's us, what but... I love. <laughs> yeah, why don't we? Let's do it right now. Secretly, I have always wanted to do that, actually. That's yes, my... me too. I would love to film a found footage, like, in our hometown or here or just us fucking around somewhere in an abandoned mall or something and just go crazy, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, like, I truly great. feel like, in my opinion, have you guys ever seen that movie The Forest in 2016? I haven't, no. It's about the uh, suicide forest in oh, Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've right? heard of it. I've and heard of it. the way it's filmed, it's not a found footage, but if you guys ever get the chance and you can like see it for yourself, it's not filmed by found footage, but I feel like in my personal opinion, it would have done so yeah, it would have done so much more better if it was in the found footage realm. I agree. Ooh. That's like one of those things mm-hmm. that would have like meshed well with the genre. Right, nice. definitely. Yeah. Um, same year as Paranormal Activity, we also had REC. 
that one's um, a Spanish movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but basically, that is the original version of Quarantine. Quarantine yes. came out a year later. It's just mm-hmm. like the American translation, basically. Um, but it's basically about a zombie outbreak that occurs within the confinement of an apartment complex that basically just gets cut off from the outside world. Like, cops aren't letting them leave because they're trying to quarantine them because of the zombie outbreak that's happening within the apartment complex. So I, I like any movie that has a um, unique kind of confined setting. So uh, just for example, like train to Busan, the entire movie essentially is filmed on the train. I like stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I think it's really cool to see what you can do with a limited amount of space. Yeah. Um, But you know, know, to be fair, um, to be fair, the set for this one, actually it was a functional apartment with four floors. You know, okay, so that's, that's cool. Cute. Yeah, they put a little effort yeah. in. That's cute. It's just you know, I mean, I think that the concept is pretty cool. Actually, okay, when I watched this when it came out, um, or not, it might it wasn't when it came out because I would have been a little bit younger. But um, actually, no, I think I did see it around when it came out. I really liked this movie as a kid. Like, I really thought this movie was so cool. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, I mean, it was okay. But it was like, it was very, it was a lot. And I will also say that the main girl in the movie is screaming the entire time. And I get it. Like, I would be screaming too if it was real. But I was like, this is fucking, like, I almost had to turn the movie off because it was piercing my fucking brain. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, it was rough. There's a lot of screaming. It was just too much. <laughs> well, there's other ways to like depict you being terrified other than screaming. But, yes. Like, you know, if anything, I probably go like bad. very, very silent in these situations. Like when I get really scared, I just <laughs> clam up. Yes. <laughs> if I'm screaming, yeah, I, all oh hell is broken loose. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we talked about those memes where it talks about like when me and my friend uh both got kidnapped but i've never heard her scream like that before and it's like (laughs) yes 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 Yes. it's like her just cackling as you can hear this friend screaming in the background (laughs) oh my god totally absurd yeah, apparently we all discovered that I have a great oh horror movie screen. Really? Yes. I heard I heard it. Oh I heard gosh. it authentically heard it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm very jealous. I oh love that. God. I love a good blood curling screen. Well, so so oh, Zoe's easily spooked. And yeah. she <laughs> will she literally screams like if she's spooked. And this is so funny. I have to tell everybody this because it fucking makes me laugh so hard. My brother told me, like, oh, Zoe screams every for everything. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know? And then I'm on the phone with him and he literally just goes, he goes, Hey Zoe, like he was just trying to get your attention. And she just goes, ah! like lets out a fully of like sustains a full scream i was like oh my god and then he just goes hey do you know where this thing is like he didn't even react and then that's he's what, becoming acclimated he was literally to acclimated it. to constant you're you constantly shrieking that cra- i was laughing and i so hard when i heard that i have to mention the story about <laughs> so i was walking out the door because our laundry area is outside which is kind of odd to me but you know I'll spruce it up a little bit it is what it is um (laughs) so I opened the door did not expect our friend not gonna say his name because I'm not sure you know (laughs) our friend standing there at the door open the door don't expect it and you just hear me like "Ah!" and like Thorn comes and he has the wine bottle in his hand. And he's like, baby, baby. Like he was about to like Fuck whoop some ass. It. You know it's what up. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and like his friend was just like, man, I'm just so glad you didn't yes. grab the gun. Yes. Um, that's what I thought you were going to say. That he grabbed the bride <laughs> and was ready. <laughs> the gat. He got the gat. Was was that he he said that he even like not he knocked on the door and was just like waiting for the door to open so you can imagine you knock and then the door opens and you're just met with screaming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Turn around and oh, run away. Oh my god, that had me oh cracking up. I love that. That is so. At least you know you're going to be ready anytime something happens. Yes. On God, Fully y'all are ready. Primed and ready. Oh my god, that had me crying. Goodness dude okay well we already talked about cloverfield a little bit earlier so um yeah cloverfield was the same year as quarantine 2008 and then of course we mentioned a little bit about it's a group of friends that are trying to leave new york city after it's attacked by like an um, alien thing 
Um, I like Cloverfield, honestly. I know it's a little bit like whatever. Like it's a little dated. It's a little lame now, but I think it's cute and fun. I think it's entertaining. It's definitely not like something that's going to make you really think and be like, damn, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, I mean, there's not something. that much, you know, going on. I mean, really know the main characters beyond like they're having a party. The main For character sure. Rob's going away. Yeah. His girlfriend's there. You know, there's not that much to go on, but yeah, it's still fun. It's a solid creature feature and I don't mind that. I think a lot of the time, I mean, it depends really, but a lot of the time creature features don't really have some deeper meaning i mean a lot of them do don't quote me on that but you know some of them i think it's okay for some of them to not facts is that goobus the big scary monsters oh that's cat that's a litter box (laughs) oh shoot yeah sorry i didn't realize you guys could hear that no you're fine i was like that's Um, to shar's cat (laughs) (laughs) my personal creatures yes we love it i need a cat last exorcism that was a really good one um and actually zezo this one was like thorn was so freaked out by this one when we were younger um that was 2010 it's basically about this minister who um, he lets a documentary crew film his last exorcism that he is going to do and Mm -hmm. at first this movie's pretty cool it actually looks like is it in louisiana it is okay new orleans no way sick yes so um yeah it definitely has that like southern kind of like small town charm Mm -hmm. i think it's like on the outside of new orleans or so but it's not like big city or anything they're like in the country it's really cool um and a little close to home so that makes it creepy too but basically at the beginning of this movie he thinks it's all like a sham and he's like oh it's all fake or whatever but you start to realize this shit's this shit's for real and actually the movie is pretty like scary um, it's been years since I saw it, but I really enjoyed it when I did watch it. It really is. I mean, I feel like it it's definitely a blend of like found footage and psychological horror definitely. in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it really took a fresh approach. I mean, you have a disillusioned preacher who's, you know, obviously questioning his faith right, and he's also questioning. Over it. Right. He's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna get down to it. And he's trying to expose the trips, right? Like right. the tricks. Sorry, behind exorcism. And I mean, God, it was just so real, in my opinion. I'm not gonna spoil it, but there is a major plot twist. Yes, and, yes, for sure. Oh, it's so haunting. Yep, absolutely. It's almost got. Well, I don't even want to give anything. I feel like if I say anything, it'll just kind of like give it away. I I recommend that one. If you like possession movies, if you like found footage, that one's like a really cool one. And also, if you're just like really interested in kind of like down south, like small town shit, which I am, like I think mm-hmm. that uh, it's got that vibe to it, uh, which is really really cool. 2011 we have grave encounters this movie okay when Mm. i first watched it i would have been like a teenager and i thought it was trash when i first watched it (laughs) was not a fan i didn't enjoy it really but i couldn't understand why it kept like this movie actually is very highly acclaimed by a lot of like horror critics believe it or not i went back and watched it recently um it was fine um, I will say Grave Encounters kind of did backrooms before backrooms was a thing. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that it was a unique concept at the time. So going back and rewatching it, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, and I think it is really cool. And if you're into the whole like backrooms, like um, liminal spaces kind of thing, I think you're going to really enjoy this movie. Um, it's another one of those movies where it's not a whole lot of thought going on. It's not a whole lot of like dramatic, deeper meaning, but it's solid. It's fine. Yeah, I rewatched that one. I feel like it's definitely like an underrated horror gem, in my opinion. Whenever I saw like the poster for it, I was kind of turned off a little bit. Right, right, exactly. I'm all about art. Right. And I'm just glad I overcame like my bias to see it. I mean, if you're like me and you shy away from like, certain camera style production yeah. you might be hesitant to see it but the story and its professional way it really carries the movie I mean exceptionally I know what you mean as far as the poster because it's almost got like an X-Files mm-hmm. thing going on but like right, it's right, not right. X-Files like you can't do you can't do X-Files unless you're <laughs> X-Files and it kind of had that vibe going on but it was it it's uh it definitely picks up like you have to give it a little bit of time give it like 20 minutes 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in 2012, this is one of my personal favorites, VHS. I actually really like this movie. This one's more I of an anthology. Yes. And that's the other thing, too. They have like a bunch of sequels for this one, but um, th- most of the sequels are pretty good. Um, basically, what happens in this movie is like a group of complete fucking bottom rung assholes breaks into a man's house to steal some VHS tapes. I don't really remember why, but they had a reason for that's it. They really fucked up. Right. And each. <laughs> Each uh, VHS, I think they just wanted, they knew that they were like notorious for whatever reason. They just wanted to have them. Um, But each VHS had like different uh, footage of like some pretty disturbing, Mm -hmm. horrific events. And it's just an anthology and I love anthologies. So same. Yeah. And I really like how each segment is like something different. You got some creature feature going on. You got some, you know, psycho shit going on. I mean, I really enjoy it. Some some scenes are like pretty uneasing because it's very, very real. Do you remember? Oh, I'm not going to give it away too much. But the one scene where they're staying in the hotel in Mexico, you know where I'm getting at? Wait, wait, wait. So um, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it just, it's such a mega plot twist. I think it's on the second one. So maybe we can like rewatch that yes, one together. I'm gonna I have mean, to. that one was so chilling. I haven't seen the second one in a long time. I just rewatched the first Ooh. one though. Yes, I like the, the one. one, the very first scene that happens with the succubus girl. Mm-hmm. That one's so oh, that one was, good. It was so good, but it just, oh man, it felt so real. I know, so, so creepy. It's Yeah, they actually do a pretty good job of it. Like, I think yeah. that I would say that this is successful found footage. Like, each video mm-hmm. is not like, I don't know, there's not a whole bunch of like, oh, we have to do, it's like videoed because you would be, videoing something like that normally like one of them is like a guy's night out and um the whole idea behind that is the guy's got a camera in his glasses and the technology doesn't really make sense but it makes sense that it's like oh some sleazy guys want to get a girl naked in a hotel room and like record it against her well you know it's something that you believe what happened um and then in some it's like oh it's a family trip like you would believe that they'd Mm -hmm. already be videoing that so there's not a whole lot of like reason for having this big dramatic backstory and i like that yeah. Then we have the taking of Deborah Logan, twenty fourteen. Oh man, this one is oh. so good, so oh. good, and it doesn't look like much. This was one of those movies that I went into years ago, kind of not really expecting that much, but just watching it because it was found footage. Um, this movie is so much better than I thought it would be, and I think one of the things that's so excruciating about it is you love Deborah Logan. You love her. Like, she's so cool. She's this older woman, and she's got um, Alzheimer's that is slowly starting Mm. to take hold more and more of her mind and her body. And um, it's a film crew that they are basically filming her in order to bring awareness to the disease as a university Mm -hmm. project. And, you know, eventually they start to realize that she's afflicted by more than just Alzheimer's. Um, and it's really good, really creepy. That scene, it's the scene that everybody knows, but the scene where you're, she's like in where that she... like cave thing or what, or what is it like Ooh. a shed or a cave or whatever, but fuck. And she's got the kid. That shit is so nasty. <laughs> it's so nasty. So, so nasty. But that's a really good one. I remember that one was on Netflix for like a long time, but I think now it's on oh, like yeah. Prime or whatever, Amazon Prime. All right, we are back with the answer to the trivia question from before. If you said B, his teeth and tongue, you are correct. We also have Creep. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. That one is really good as well. That's also another one of my favorite found footage films. And I will also say, I don't want to give too much away for this one that ending scene for this movie is one of the most terrifying ending scenes for any movie. It's so fucking creepy. Um, Basically what happens in this movie is there's a man who is, I don't want to give anything away. I'm just going to give the most basic summary of this. A man diagnosed with cancer hires a cameraman to film his last moments for his future daughter. Um, And the cameraman starts noticing there is some weird shit going on with the guy that he's videoing this is such a fucking creepy movie. So creepy. I feel like it's called creep. I feel like a lot of people talked about it for a while and then it kind of just went under the radar after a few years. I feel like not as many people talk Mm -hmm. about this one as much anymore. It's a great movie. So, so scary, especially if you like, like, I would say this is very psychological in my opinion. I have chills thinking about the ending. 
so so creepy oh man i can yeah. i've <clears throat> seen bits and pieces of it right and i'm like online like reading yeah people's critiques don't spoil it, it for yourself no well this guy said the only good thing i can say about this movie is that it only wasted one hour and 17 minutes oh my god the comments are always brutal people are always like fuck this shit fuck that i'm like uh sorry it wasn't like fucking um eraser head but we can enjoy other things too sir (laughs) oh my god i'm dead the other another movie from 2014 that i wanted to mention and actually there's a lot of movies that came out in 2014 so taking of deborah Mm -hmm. logan unfriended creep all of those were in 2014 as well as as above so below oh i love that this is a pretty good one so it's basically about a crew of spelunkers that um they explore the catacombs below the streets of paris and actually a that's one of my biggest fears ever but b it's like huge bucket list thing like we have to go to the catacombs oh yes absolutely uh this movie is so fucking claustrophobic Oh my gosh. So, so it makes you feel like you're holding your breath the entire time. Like it's so yes. creepy, yeah, but it is a good one. Great visuals. Great visuals. Well, did they actually film it? They had to have actually filmed it down in the catacombs, right? Do you know? Yeah, they did shoot it in the real catacombs. Um, they got permission from like the French police and everything to do it, which is pretty cool. I did think that the cast was pretty dumb, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yes. they kind of have to be to well, an extent. Yeah. If they weren't dumb, they probably wouldn't have got themselves in that position in the first yeah, place. I personally think like the plot of the movie is like very well laid out yeah. because it kind of keeps you interested the whole time. Right. For sure. As you like get reeled in and it's like the jump scares that come about. It's not one of those like cheesy jump scares. It's actually pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is totally scary. <laughs> absolutely and then it's also like they have that story that was going around i can't remember his name i'm gonna feel so bad but it's about the guy Mm -hmm. he did the um cave he would do like the cave stuff like he would always go through those like tight cave spaces oh Oh, god did you know about that story yes and then it was the kind of thing where he thought that it would like i think he thought that it would open up on the other end so we just kept going deeper and deeper oh you're talking about the person that died Yes. And he like eventually at one point, oh my God, this is like making me so scared to even say out loud, but had to let all the air out of his lungs to like be able to fit. I was like, oh my God. And he was so deep in that crack that they knew he was there. They couldn't even get him out. Like they literally could not get him out without, I think like damaging him or like, I don't remember what it was. Like they just couldn't reach him or something. That's like, that's a true nightmare. This is literally, this is like the movie version basically of that. I mean, different scenario, but same like terrifying fear of uh, claustrophobia in my opinion. Yeah. That's like a I'm different. I'm very claustrophobic. Me too, for <laughs> sure. I think I'm, I don't know how claustrophobic I am. I get uncomfortable going in those like Egyptian parts of museums because they always have the fake like tombs. That makes me nervous. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think people that do that cave, like, I forgot what it's called, but getting in those tiny spaces, sure. that's like a different level of adrenaline hunting for real. Like, oh, that's just, my gosh. that's a death wish, yeah. low key. Oh, God. The only way, way out go. is down. Yeah, for right. Uh-uh. You have to go that's through awful. the fucking earth. <laughs> no. um, okay. I have to mention this one. I'm not going to get too much into it. 2015 Hell House LLC. Y'all know how I feel about that movie. (laughs) (laughs) A group of friends basically renovate a foreclosed building and they're trying to create like the scariest haunted house attraction in America. I don't like this movie. Okay, we can move on. I'm so sorry, Well, why do you not like the movie? What's up with that? Uh, I don't know. I just thought that it was like... I really am going to feel bad about this because what if like the director listens to this? <laughs> I mean, he probably won't, but look, sometimes people um, know their work, you know, not, it's not going to hit for everybody. Yeah. I didn't like any of the characters and I think that you're supposed to, I didn't think it was the point where you were supposed to kind of like, not like them. I thought they were all lame. I thought they were all corny. I thought none of them were relatable in any mm. way. I thought that a lot of the ideas behind what happened in the movie had already been done before. That's just kind of how I feel about it. I just have to be honest. Right. I just have to be honest. I really just wasn't crazy about it. And I like I like horror movie um, films and I like horror movie or sorry. uh, Of course I do. I like haunted house (laughs) films um, and I like haunted house like uh, found footage. If I recall, Houses That October Built was found footage as well, I think. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that movie. I thought it was a good like I thought it was done well. Um, I just wasn't crazy about Hell House. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people like it. It makes it to a lot of the like top 20 horror movie lists and stuff like that. It just wasn't for me, unfortunately. 
uh, we have The Visit 2015. We watched oh, me. Wait, who watched this? It was me and Charlotte and um, Kai, I think. This movie's yeah. so good. I didn't realize this was M. Night Shyamalan. I know, right? I didn't either. But apparently he like he like needed something. Like he really went all out to get money to actually put this together and then like really, really? had a lot of, a difficult time choosing if he wanted it to be more of like a thriller or a comedy or whatever. Right. So oh, it was well, it like, was definitely a little bit of a comedy on certain parts, but Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I think it was something just different for him. This movie is horrifying. It is so so <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say horrifying in the way of like disgusting. And I will say yes. M. Night Shyamalan is known for his twists. He's known for the plot twists, mm-hmm. and um, this one is no disappointment. There was a huge plot twist that definitely, um, I mean, it took me by surprise, and honestly, the crazy thing is, yeah. is they set it up so well, like, to where it's like, oh, it should have been did. obvious, you know, what the plot twist right. was, but it wasn't until it happened. I know there's some people going to be listening that are going to be like, oh, I saw it coming, but, like, no, it really was pretty shocking so basically what that movie is about it's two children that go to visit their grandparents for the first time and they never met them before because their uh, mom basically was estranged from them the mom had like a falling out with them and the grandparents start acting Mm. really weird and um the kids are catching it on camera because um i don't remember why the daughter like wants to become a filmmaker or something like that yeah she wanted to like record their first visit it yeah. was and um, <laughs> you probably already know what scene I'm thinking yes, of, of but course. one scene was real nasty uh-uh, I, please please oh my please. god that was the, the real way- jump scare for uh, me the way my yes. body took a fucking screenshot was oh. so crazy we all were like no there's no way they wouldn't do that there's no uh, way and like, they fucking <laughs> I was sick to my fucking stomach bro <laughs> I'm sick talking about this when you watch the movie, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. You will know exactly yeah. what yes. we're talking about. I just want to say my favorite parts in the movie were, um, A, whenever they're, like, under the house, like, playing hide and seek. And the fucking grandma's, like, chasing yes, after yes. them. And then, but it's not <laughs> even that. That's, like, up. so funny. But my favorite part is when she gets up and she walks away and her fucking skirt is, like, tucked in her underwear. It just uh-huh. seems so, uh-huh. it just seems so un. <laughs> Um, unnecessary to do that. Just it strange. was so funny. And then the Just part where strange. they op- they hear the sounds outside the door and they open the door and she's like scratching at the door. That part is so fucking. It's like funny, but it's like creepy, you know. I have to mention this movie. It's not necessarily found footage. I mean, it's really not at all. I would say, but I have to mention Sinister. I love this movie oh, from 2012. Yes. The reason I want to mention it is because it's about a true crime author who comes across tapes depicting brutal acts of murder seemingly inspired by a supernatural force. And so it's not a found footage movie in itself, but he finds footage that leads to a bunch of other fucked up shit. This movie is so scary, actually, in yes. my opinion. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. If you've seen it, you know about the lawnmower scene. Enough said. <laughs> Yeah, that shit is so, so, so creepy. I love this movie. And I love Ethan Hawke. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely say I don't get scared very easily when it comes to horror movies, but I would definitely say Sinister scared the shit out of me. I mean, the music and the videos are absolutely chilling. And I really like how, like, in the opening, you had no idea what was happening as you're faced with a family, like, slowly being hung from a tree yeah you i mean you really it's like what the fuck is going on like who's and it wasn't too fast-paced either which i really liked yeah i would agree too it's um it definitely takes its time with it and um Mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty well done i would say that even this is the type of movie that even for people that are pretty snobby about certain Mm -hmm. about found footage i think i mean not that it's really traditional found footage but i think that this is something that you might even like to I would say give it a chance. It came out in 2012. It's not super, super old, but it's just old enough to have that, like, we were in high school at the time charm kind of thing. So I like this movie. Definitely recommend. Like, I mean, he plans on writing this new book and unknowingly he is being stalked and watched by something. Can I mind you? That looks like a WWE figure. Please. I mean, if you really. the Undertaker. If you, that's the Undertaker straight up. You cannot tell me any different. I'm screaming. (laughs) Shit. Oh my God. So, so true. You're so right. It's literally Babadook meets the Undertaker. Like actually, but it also like kind of reminds me of the guy from Malignant, to be honest. Oh, you're right. 
a little bit. They've got that same vibe. The same like um, creepy pasta vibe. Real. Anyway, is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we start wrapping up? Um, I guess I should also just like briefly touch on the well, we didn't talk about it very much, but the Poughkeepsie tapes, that was super scary and creepy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was only kind of half watching, so I wasn't personally terrified, but the concept and what right. was happening was very disturbing. It's basically like a live like follow along with a serial killer, and it's just a lot of torture, a lot of like really fucked up horrors, and then, you know, just gave me chills. It's a very unsettling movie, but I thought it was really well done. Um, that was an interesting idea, and... Yeah, you should. I think people should see it. I feel like it's not very well known. I don't hear about it very often. It isn't. So it really isn't. I think no, it's worth checking out. Yeah, the mask is so creepy. It's from like the killer's point of view. Yeah, this the police like find oh. this guy's house and he has like a bunch of tapes of basically from the beginning to end of him kidnapping people and killing them and wow. then dismembering them and all the other horrible things he does to their bodies and he like filmed the entire thing. So the whole movie is just them trying to figure out who this guy is and then also showing scenes from his um tapes and they are gruesome it's very sad and the guy's such a piece of shit like he just sounds like the kind of guy that would be a serial killer loser (laughs) he just sounds like a sketchy character man um i do want to just mention um so this movie is very loosely based on a true story i just want to mention just out of respect for the people involved that um Mm -hmm. it is extremely loosely based it's not a lot of people seem to be under the impression that it is um, a lot more like accurate and true to history, um, but it's not. So I just wanted to yeah. mention that. But it is, um, you know, loosely based on it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there were like eight women that were murdered in Poughkeepsie yeah. way back then. So pretty crazy. Pretty crystal. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us talk about um, what is admittedly. One of my favorite genres of horror. I know that it's very polarizing, uh, but I'm a fan and I'm happy that you guys were able to hear us out. Let us know what your favorite found footage movie is. Um, And if you don't like found footage, tell us why. I'd like to hear your opinions, uh, whether you agree with me or not. I like to hear opinions from all points of view. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember to always check your closet for a camcorder. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Is there a story, film, or topic you want us to discuss in an upcoming episode? Email your suggestions to terrortakeoverpod at gmail.com. Intro music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio.